The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madair, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful life. The definition of to empower is to promote the self-actualization or influence of a person. Today's guest has been empowering men and women throughout her entire career, and she's not done yet. I welcome Ms. Tamson Fidel to Forever Fab, and we'll be chatting about influence, leadership, and empowerment. Welcome. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you for your time. (laughs) Beyond, beyond. (laughs) And speaking of living up to that, your achievements are numerous and quite impressive. May I list a few? Yes, you're very kind. An 11-time Emmy Award-winning journalist. And I really think we should capture a picture of your Emmy room. It is brilliant. All that gold is fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Currently, you're the anchor uh, at PIX 11 News in Mm -hmm. New York. You have more than two decades of experience, although you barely look two decades old. I was going to say, you could take the decades part <laughs> off, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Several years experience. In 2016, you received the Ellis Island Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. and that was from the National Ethnic Coalition of Organizations, and we'll talk about your culture and ethnicity later and how that's influenced you in sure. your life. In 2015, you were named a Power Woman by Moves Magazine, I concur. In 2014, you were selected to receive the Soldiers, Sailors, Mariners, Coast Guard, and Air Men's Club Media Award for your overwork seized with the troops. Thank you for doing that. You've also appeared on The Talk, The Today Show, The Good Morning America, Lifetime, A&E, The CBS Early Show. You've co-authored three books, is it? Mm-hmm. Three books. You're very involved in charitable organizations, including the support of breast cancer awareness and education. You co-founded Shanson Jewelry, yes. named after you, right, and your cousin. Shannon Elizabeth, who's an actress, mm-hmm. and a portion of all proceeds go to animal rescue and breast cancer charity. So thank you again for that. You are of Lebanese descent. Yes. You were born in Massachusetts. You graduated from the University of South Florida, and you live here in New York City. Ah, you get around. Thank you, girl. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so you have accomplished so much throughout the years. How would you describe yourself today? Oh, gosh. I think You know what I think today? I'm finally learning how to breathe a little bit. And I'm learning what balance is about. And I, I can tell you, and anyone who knows me can attest to that, I didn't know how to do that before, and now I'm learning how important it really is. And, uh, you know, how it makes you well-rounded, a better person, and allows you to help other people, and that, that all comes back to you. I love that. It all begins with breath. Yes. You sound like a yogi. Do you do yoga? Yeah, I do. I love it. I love, I love it. So do I. As much as I can. When I'm not busy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which goes against everything. In between, in between <laughs> takes, right? Did you always know what you wanted to do in life? Um, 
You know what? I went back and forth. I, I did. Look, I, I had those dreams when I was younger. I want to be on Broadway. And my dad goes, uh, find the career that you're going to do and figure <laughs> something out. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so I, I looked around uh, quite a bit. And when I was in my junior year in college, I got interested in radio. Ah, actually. Okay. And that's where I started. That was my first year. I did news radio in Tampa, St. Pete. And then after that, I decided I'd like telling stories. I did used to broadcast to my family in the garage. <laughs> I made them pay me to listen to my broadcast. Your own uh, makeshift studio. I love it. And of course, they supported uh, you fully. Yes, with a quarter up to a dollar, I think. <laughs> uh, but then I decided it really, really was about uh, storytelling and uh, talking to people. And I, I, I love people's stories to mm. this day. That's what I love to do. I anchor the news at night. But what really gets me going and what I enjoy is talking to people and interviewing them. So you dreamed about being on Broadway. Way, but you do work with Broadway actors and actresses and performers. And didn't you have a cameo on Broadway at one I, time? I did. I did. I talk about it all the time. As you know, <laughs> I don't know how many years ago, eight years ago, <laughs> I got to do a walkout in Chicago. That was the best day of my how life. How fantastic was that? That, that was fun. And uh, I'm excited because I also, like you said, I do interview a lot of the celebrities and performers. I have a monthly show called Broadway Profiles. It just went national. Congratulations. Kind of That's major. And, yeah, we're super excited about that. And you get to talk to the different people and what they do. And it's really what they do when they're getting ready for a show and prepping and who they are in their real life and how they balance it all. That's the interesting part of it. So what inspires you and what drives you? Oh gosh, that's a, that's interesting. It's, it's changed over the years. I think what inspires me is seeing everybody move forward together. I like that. I, I know we use the word empower a lot, but I think when you draw right down to what that really means at the end of the day, if you know you've helped somebody, yeah. uh, you've moved the ball forward, gotten a message across, yeah. I think that that's, that's exciting to me. That, that inspires me. And, you know, I like what I do a lot. And it I want to do more. Oh, thanks. I, I do. I enjoy it every day. And every day it's different. And yeah. that's why I just chose that career because I didn't want to do the same thing every right. day. Right. And I'm still able to appreciate that part. I want to touch upon a couple of things that you mentioned. Uh, one, empowerment, and the second about what you do every day. So mm-hmm. what exactly does empowerment mean to you? I know you mentioned helping people. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, you know, I, I've got into a place where at one time I... I was in the world of dating and relationships and had a matchmaking business here in New York for a short time. Right. And that's where those books that you mentioned came from. Yes. And I went through a divorce and, and wrote my third book and it was called The New Single. And what I realized with that, it wasn't a dating book. Mm-hmm. It was a book about how to get back into life. To after get your mojo back. Change. Yeah. And it's, it's a real thing. It's not about saying a couple of, you know, good self-help words. It's not about uh, just changing your environment. There really are a lot of things that lead up to that. And it's not just people going through a divorce. It's people who are going through a big life change. Kids have left the house. They're on their own. They've never gotten married and they've decided they're going to be single. And um, there are different career changes. Somebody gets let go. Somebody's aged out of their career. Whatever it is, those big life changes are frightening to mount. And I realized after I wrote the book and went across the country and talked to people, people were coming uh, out to the book signings that weren't even divorced. They were married. They were yeah. happily married. Yes. But they had aged out of their career or they wanted a career change. And that excites me to be able to help them in some way. And I think I'm helping myself at the same time because I'm, we're all going through it together. Yeah. It's not I have a whole bunch of words of wisdom, but I certainly think that we can share stories and, and help each other. I like that definition of empowerment. So let's get back to the books. You have written three books, mm-hmm. and they're about dating, mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. the loss of love. Right. And I would say that having read the new single, that it's actually really about pivoting and transformation. It's, it's all about that. Who, by the way, you make an appearance in the new <laughs> single. 
<laughs> Thank you for my quote. Giving people, giving people <laughs> advice because I, I think that that's so important. It's, it's about being whole. Yeah. It's not about fixing your looks or fixing your body or fixing your finances or fixing your house. You know, decluttering is so big right now, which I love to do. Yes. But it's about <laughs> all of that as yeah. a whole. And, um, and yeah, it was about love loss and it, and, it, and it was about finding yourself again and doing that pivot. And that's what I had to learn how to do for that part of that part of my change. And I'm sure I have a lot more changes down the road, but the pivoting can be tough. It can be tough and uh, it takes a lot and it takes dedication to do it. Yeah. But thankfully we have people like you who are helping people along through their transformations of various sorts. And I'm, I really appreciate that your approach to it is holistic, just like my practice of plastic surgery is holistic. So yes. holism, if mm-hmm. you will, is really uh, transcends any, everything. I, I absolutely agree. And I think, I don't know if we know it when we're younger or not. I don't know if we, we learn it as we move forward in life, but I've certainly learned that and I've certainly come to appreciate it more and more. That's fantastic. So what projects are you working on now? Mm. I've got the um, Broadway show, which yes. is exciting. That takes up time uh, when I'm off the air with the news. The news is a priority. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> Broadway show comes second. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I'm working on a documentary right now, and it really is about pivot and women moving into the yeah, next I'm very excited about that. Can you yeah. elaborate? Yeah, I can't say the title of, of it yet, course. but I can talk about what it is. And Because I, I started uh, a segment at work called Changemakers, and it was really about people that have done a whole bunch of change in their lives, whatever it is. They're helping people through a nonprofit. Yeah, they're in a retail space. They started a business in a basement, and yeah. now it's a multi-million dollar business in stores everywhere. Very inspiring. Online. Yeah, I love that. And I wound up seeing that a lot of these people had done this as, a, as kind of their second act, the second yeah. part of their lives. Yeah. And that really, really inspired me. So I'm working on a documentary about that with a book to go along with it, a companion book. And I hope that I got to tell you something selfishly. I think it motivates me. I hope it motivates everybody else as much. <laughs> yes, but it, I'm but sure it, it will. it does for me because I, you know, we're living longer these days. We have more to offer. It's not a time where we just take one career and say, okay, I'm done with my career wrapped up and I'm going to retire and that's it. I see people doing tremendous things starting at 60 years right. old. And that's not something we saw before. And I don't think that our, our parents, you know, had that, did that. And so we're kind of that generation doing it. And that's exciting for me to find those people, interview them and uh, see how they do it and see what their secret is because everybody has their own secret. Very true. I'm really excited about that project. I I can't wait. You must let us know when that's about to launch. I will bring you back here. And we will bring you back here too. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a philosophy by which you live or a mantra or an affirmation that seems to work for you whenever you have highs, middles, and lows and diagonals? Yeah, I think so. You know, and in this one, it's changed again over the years, but I, somebody asked me recently, what do you, what do you do when you're afraid uh, of something and you're scared to, to try and deal with it? And I say, what is the worst that can happen? That, yeah. is, that is where I am right now in yeah. my life. 26, I wouldn't have said that. 36, I probably mm. wouldn't have said that. Um, and now that you're 37. But now that I'm 21. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Going backwards. Correction, 21. I love you for that. <laughs> um, but it really is, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen when you walk into a group of people? And you're great at this. You, you'll go up to a, stru- a group of people, and I've been with you before. Uh, you know, you'll go up to five people and say, hi, I'm Shirley. And I'll, I'll stand in the corner and wait for you to, yeah. to, to bring me over. I, I'm not so good at that. You know, but I'm I'm learning that saying what's the worst thing that could happen? You get rejected, they turn yeah. your shoulder. You know, yeah. you, you don't get the job. If, if that's the worst thing, you're going to be okay. You right. wake up the next morning. Yeah. And so that's kind of the philosophy I've decided to live by. Because if I don't do that, I don't want to wake up with any more regrets. Right. Because I've done this is it true. before, yeah. and I don't want any more. So. Yeah. For me, also, I think regret is a, is a really um, difficult thing to have yes. to process. Yeah. And part of the reason why you, know, you and I have gone out socially, and I think part of the reason why I 
just go up to people randomly, and I'm sure they're thinking she's lost her mind. But when <laughs> well, you're so cute doing it, <laughs> thank you. But I think it's because I'm. I don't want to say I'm so used to rejection, but I have had such. I have a tremendous uh, mm-hmm. experience uh, with rejection. So for me, I do ask myself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, I mean, mine started. I probably started way early, but I certainly remember it when I was applying to colleges, and I was. Yeah, I was so sure of myself. I went, okay, Harvard, Yale. I went, what? <laughs> I don't even have the grades to do half of that. So but you I said never I could plaster know. a wall with those rejection letters. Yeah. Anything else is nothing. Right. But I agree with you. I don't want to wake up in the morning with regret and mm. uh, because you only have yourself to blame, really. Very true. Very true. So what is your advice for feeling empowered every day? I know you talked about your philosophy mm-hmm. and what's the worst thing that could happen, but certainly you don't want to wake up every morning and go, oh, it's a brand new day. What's the worst thing that can happen? No, not at all. Um, you know, I guess... In, ter- in terms of empowering myself, what what I do is I I try to be very real with myself about what it is. I don't I don't wake up every day and go, "This is going to be the greatest day ever," because I don't know that that's going to happen. Right. But I do know that I can. You're a realist. With, right. I do know I can deal with anything that comes my way, pending the very very worst thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's what I do. I ca- I try to keep that balance and, and make every day as real as possible. Not try to compete with other people. Right. It's very difficult when you're on Instagram and you're on Twitter and oh you're my on gosh. Facebook and you're compare and you're going like this person's so much farther ahead of me and I do it I am way guilty of it (laughs) I I look at other I'm trying to just keep it in perspective and and keep that balance and make sure that I give back as much as I as I take I love that so what does success look like for you it sounds as if you just told me but oh success let's see yeah (laughs) (laughs) has that changed has that evolved I imagine it has I I think it's evolved I you know I think what I want to do down the line is be able to help people the way I was helped in this Mm. business I had a really incredible mentor that I don't even know if she knew she mentored me uh named uh Kathy Unruh and I watched her every day in Tampa and then I was able to intern under her and I just remember her embracing me as a young journalist, a kid that didn't know what was going on, not trying to compete, not trying to say like, oh, I don't know, this person might take my job one day. She wasn't that person. She'd come into her own. No fear. And it was a beautiful thing. And I hope I... I hope I am, and I hope I continue to grow into somebody as gracious as she was. Well, I think she'd be very proud of you. Thank you. Wherever she is now. Thank you, thank you. So what's the one thing you're never afraid to do, and how do you deal with fear in general? Mm, never afraid to do. Well, what are you never afraid to do? I know you've had lots of challenges in the past, and your your resilience is incredible. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a good public speaker for sure. What? I know that part. I know. Isn't that funny? This is public I'm, right here. I'm, you're doing no, it. No, no, no. Face-to-face <laughs> with people. A room of 500 people. I, and on television, you know, you're in front of the world. Collapse. Hello. The, the television. Okay. I, I'm, ne- I'm never afraid to talk to people mm. in terms of uh, asking questions, interviewing, getting more information. When somebody intrigues me, I... I can't you go stop all in. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if the camera's on or off. Right. And so I'm never I'm never really afraid of that. And I'm not afraid of trying new things. I, I enjoy you. that and embrace it. I mean, I started out as a journalist. I wound up running a matchmaking business, started jewelry, <laughs> wrote a book. I mean, those, those are as far away yeah. as you can get. So I'm not afraid of, of trying new things. I enjoy that. That's fantastic. So who inspires you most? And uh, what qualities do they possess that inspire you particularly? You know, I think 
listen, when it comes to the balance part, it mm. comes to being a, a good person and a real person and having perspective. Yeah. My father, mm. he, uh, w- I lost my mom when I was 20 years old. And my father, thank you. My father just had an incredible way of dealing with things, an incredible way of um, just having perspective about life. And so I think that he is a person that motivates me the most in that area. When it comes to work, you know, I look at other women who have come up before me mm-hmm. and have continued to stay in front of the camera and continue to be proud of their work. There's the Katie Kirks of the world. There's uh, Soledad O'Brien. Yes. There's uh, Paula Zahn. There yes. are people that in my field, in that world, I really, I really do appreciate and um, yeah, strive to be like in order to be able to do those kind of interviews, stay on the air, uh, under, you know, understand when to step back, but uh, pop in when something's important. Right. Right. I like that. Well, kudos to your father. I'm sure he's oh, proud of you, you. too. <laughs> so you are a celebrated news anchor. Let's uh, say, mention that again. How do you maintain a healthy, positive outlook in the face of all the negativity that's going on in the world? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, mm. and it's uh, and you were the ones that always report the the worst of the worst sometimes with with regard to what's going on. That's yes. happened a long time. I, you know, I. I don't, I don't leave it at work because it's not possible to do that because we're, I'm still living. Yeah, of course. And it's everywhere. Yeah. I try, I try to deal with the story as it comes. What's most difficult, especially is when you're dealing with young kids and and deaths and you're dealing with uh, older people that are, that are victimized. And those are very, those are very hard for me. Um, but there's so much that comes at you that you just have to learn how to keep it in balance. I mean, you just don't have a choice, but you have to be human too. Right. And I don't want to be that newsreader that reads words that are scrolling in front of me and doesn't really feel the story mm-hmm. because that doesn't that does the audience a huge disservice right. of not being human so Agreed. I think I do what everyone else does is I hear it I understand it and um, I just try to move forward well and I try to find those good stories you know and yeah. that's why I started the segment change makers yes those people inspire me and those people are it's kind of cool to tell good stories, and when you affect one or two people, it's good. Yes. So I've seen you at work, and you are yes. beautifully human. You're you kind. deliver the news. You are very professional, and you keep, it, you keep it real. Thanks. So thank you for that. Thank you. So what's something about yourself or your life that might surprise others to know? Oh gosh! Um, as soon as I can strip my makeup off, I do every day. <laughs> so you I'm don't sleep with your makeup on immediately, like when I'm in the like as I hit the door. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that that's it. I think that I'm much more real. Uh, somebody ran into me a few years ago, and I was at TJ Maxx with spaghetti stains on my shirt, <laughs> my T-shirt, and I think the disappointment there I'll yeah. never forget. <laughs> But I'm real. You were disappointed on the person. Oh, no, the person was disappointed. (laughs) But but I think keeping it real is important for me. Yeah, I agree. And and again, staying human. Yes. After all, that's what we are. Name three things on your bucket list. Oh, gosh, my bucket list. Um, Let's see. I I would really love one day to have... um, I'd like to be able to travel, have the opportunity to travel. And you and I share this. Yes. We have it in common is to, to just get out there and not only travel, but just kind of live in a different yeah. a, a culture for, for a while. Yes, I think agreed. that that, that's very exciting to me. <clears throat> um, I would like to find a way that I can help young women that want to be journalists and want to be on the air and want to do production in a, in a, a large amount of people. And so I'd like to do that as well. 
And then I guess the third part of my, my bucket list uh, has to do more with my family. I don't have kids of my own, but I have a nephew who yes. I adore immensely. Yes. So I'd like to travel <laughs> I've seen with the him pictures, too yeah. and uh, kind of show him the world. Things that I didn't get to do at, at a very, very young age. That's so mentor him in a me. way. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. So how do you decompress? You say you come home from work, which is late, yes. right? You take your makeup off. Yes, you... I'm stripped down. Uh, no makeup. <laughs> uh, you know, I, ha- I binge watch. <laughs> what do you binge watch? that. Uh, let's see what is um, been on my list. I just finished um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I heard that's I've, fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Schitt's Creek. I did that. Don't know that one. Yeah, really, really funny. And um, what is the recent? I love Blacklist. That's like one of my favorite. I okay. love <laughs> And yeah. Those are my three M- movies. Not as much recently, yeah. which I need to do. And then Broadway shows. Oh right, of course. Me. So I recently saw Gloria downtown um, about Gloria Steinem. Oh, that was, how was that? It, it was be- it was incredible. Incredible. It was really okay. incredible. Like I thought I knew everything there was to know about no, it. No, and there's turns always out a, I didn't. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. So if you could start your career over, mm. would you do it differently, and would you choose the same industry? I think I would definitely choose the same industry. I think I would do it differently in mm. terms of being more aggressive. Yeah. And, and I would use the motto that I have now, which is no fear. What's the worst right. thing that could happen? Yeah. I didn't do that when I was young. And I, and I also, as a woman then, had a little more fear. I was afraid to ask for more. I was afraid yes. to ask for bigger. I was afraid to ask for more money. Yes. I was just always very appreciative. Thank you for letting me be on TV. Right. Not, right. hey, I think I can do a really good job for you. Or I know you, you can so, do right. Right. Or, or I know I could do a really good job for you, so just give me a chance. I was always... Right apologizing and and I wish I had not done that yeah I think I share that with you as um a plastic surgeon I think about um all the difficulties that I've been through in my training and I love what I do Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about uh, beauty and empowering Mm -hmm. men and women through the language of beauty and when I think about if I would do it again I definitely would choose the same career but I would totally do it differently and Mm -hmm. I agree with you I would have more confidence I wouldn't be so meek um I can't that's a great word that's exactly that's what I was I think we're both in very male-dominated industries too and that could be part of it yeah I also think it's that when you're young you just don't know better right Right. And I think, um, I know I was brought up with uh, an attitude of gratitude, Mm -hmm. you know, be grateful for what you have, you know, don't want what anybody else has. And in terms of fear, I think I still would have a bit of fear because even when I walk into the operating room to this day, there's always this tinge of fear of the Mm -hmm. unknown, Mm -hmm. but knowing that I'm prepared for A, B or C. Right. uh, But yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I would just... Own my mojo and yeah, own I, it a bit more. I agree with you. I, I say own my power, and yes. I, don't, I don't always say, you know, the, right before the camera comes on, I get the same thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> everything's going to be okay, and right. I've handled everything, gone every which direction, but just in case, this yeah. one time. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. And people ask that, am, am I afraid? And I, some days I don't, I don't even think about it, but I right. always know it's there. But yes. I think that also keeps you on top of your game. Agreed. I wouldn't want somebody going into an operating room right. or, or on television yeah. or, or, or do anything with this kind of you know, bravado, right. cocky attitude where they think they can handle anything because I actually think those are the people that can't. Or like the Geico, Geico is it the Geico commercial with the uh, surgeon and the oh, nurse right. says, he's just okay. And then he's like, hey, we'll figure it out. You scared? You nervous? That yeah, me too. To we'll figure it out. Um, I actually, of all those commercials, I think that, that one is the best. So what's the most significant thing you've learned from someone else in the past few years? Oh, from somebody else. Let's see. Whether it's someone you've read or someone you've interviewed or worked with. Yeah, you know, I uh, I actually interviewed two people recently mm. that did a lot 
for me and I appreciated, and one was Soledad O'Brien and one was Kate White, the former editor of Cosmo. And both of them were not afraid to walk away from huge careers, huge careers and start their own thing. And now they're doing something even more amazing, I think. And that's kind of a neat thing. Soledad started her production company and Kate White is a mystery writer now. Oh, wow. And and so I, I had to ask them both like, what was that like? How scary was it? Because I think a lot of us get wrapped up in our titles yeah. and a lot of us are wrapped up in uh, who we think people you know, perceive, perceive us, us as. to be. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that can be scary. So yeah. I always wonder what happens a day that I'm not on television. Right. I'm not the news girl. Am I going to be okay with that? Or how do I handle that? And that's where I think that that whole balance comes into play because yeah. as you learn who you are and you're more comfortable with it, I, I think everything's all right. Do you think that's a distinctly female trait the constantly thinking or often thinking um, about the uncertainties and the what ifs, because sometimes it seems as if some of our male colleagues do have either a lot more confidence or a lot more bravado. I do. I see it more in females. There's no yeah. question about that. And that's probably why I am I gravitate toward it, yeah. not only because I'm a woman, but because of the fact that I, I completely understand it. And there's so few that have done it yeah. so it well. It resonates. Yeah, it really does. And I appreciate being able to tell their stories and helping, you know, helping other people hear it because I know what it does for me sitting yeah. there. Yeah. So speaking of um, evolving yourself and yes. learning through others, what's the most important thing you've learned about yourself recently? Uh, I've learned that I could handle a lot of different things when before I didn't know if I could. I've also learned that I have to focus more. And that is, so I can handle the stuff, but when I focus on one or two things and really drill down, it's better instead of being everything to everyone, which is what I tried to do. I actually was sitting here one day and I thought, I have a whole work day. And then I started going through email. And by the time I finished going through my email, it was one o'clock and I was ready to go to work. And it was all like, let me help you with this. Let me do that. Nothing was for me and nothing Mm -hmm. was focused. And I realized I wasted an an entire morning, which would have been a good work morning, unfocused. So I've learned that I've, I've needed to do that. And that's the only way successful people, I think, really get something done. And to focus on yourself. Absolutely. And to continue to do you so that you can continue to help others. Yeah. And I don't call that selfish so much anymore. I call it just necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. It's not selfish. It's not. That is a tweet. Mm. It's not selfish. It's necessary. (laughs) It's true. Hashtag Tamsin F in the house. Okay, so this is called the Fast Five. I'm oh, going to oh give gosh, you two I options, and okay. you must tell oh, me. I get two options? Yeah. Okay, I like, <laughs> you know, I like multiple B. choice. N A or B, multiple choice, Do- dual choice. Okay. And you have to just tell me immediately what comes to mind. Don't even okay. think about it. All right. So, first one jewelry or art? Oh, jewelry, surely. <laughs> What am I Come thinking? On. What is I can't believe you asked me that. <laughs> I know, right? I should know better. <laughs> Picnic versus cocktail party. Cocktail party. Surely. I know these things, they were supposed to be really I tough, like but they're yours not. Yours was for you. jewelry too, or was it yeah, art? Of course. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, first and second. I hey. Um, dog or cat? Dog. I know. Red dress or little black dress? Little black dress. Jeez, you're fast. Beach versus ski slopes? Beach. Okay. Oh my God. You didn't yeah, I like the ski so better for my hair, but I hate the cold <laughs> these days. <laughs> the humidity is good for your hair. So the last question is about living your most beautiful life. So what are your top five recommendations for living a beautiful life? I think you have to look at it as a necessity, not selfish. If you take care of yourself, that's one. I think that's absolutely 
important. I think to having balance, really understanding what that means and having some of that downtime because a lot of us don't do that when we're so aggressive in our careers. Three, I think it's good to have a good network of people. It doesn't have to be 20 people, but it should be a few good people to bounce things off of that you can trust because without that, you start listening to anybody and that's not healthy. I love that. Um, I think four, have make sure you do whatever you want to do and have no regrets because I just fear regrets actually. And five, um, step back every once in a while and make sure you're doing what you want to be doing. I think a lot of us don't do that and we do what we think we're supposed to do and that's a sad way to live. Good. That was fantastic. Thank you. I I love your questions. They're great. Thank you very much. I put a lot of thought into them and I hope they were relevant and entertaining. Wonderful. They were fun. Ms. Tamsin Fidel, thank you so much for being a guest on Forever Fab. We really appreciate your taking the time to do this and sharing your love and helping to make our day more beautiful. I feel more fabulous as a result. Thank you. Thank you for (laughs) listening to Forever Fab. Today's guest is Tamsin Fidel. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.